to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance, and this is episode 80. Wow. 80 episodes. That's amazing. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my birthday. I'm going to talk about books I read. I'm going to talk about a film called Shin Godzilla. I'm going to talk about uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm going to talk a little bit about politics, and we'll end with a quote. So stay tuned. So, it was my birthday this weekend. That's why this is a little late. Also, WrestleMania came out and just been inundated with all these different um, events that I've had to cover and watch and review and think about how to put it into the show. So... It's been an interesting, um, an interesting weekend. Um, it started off with Friday. I went to the Palm with my parents and my brother, and that was nice. Um, probably ate too much. Um, I had a ribeye. I had lobster bisque. I had Caesar salad. I had um, crab cakes. Yeah, this was a lot of food. Uh, bread. <laughs> Hey, what can I do? It's my birthday. I gotta have some. Um, and then I had uh, the seven-layer chocolate cake, which I can't uh, not have at um, at the Palm. Also, I had um, also they brought me tiramisu, and I want to thank the people at the Palm for giving me such a wonderful birthday. Um, Saturday, I had uh, friends over. And we watched uh, WrestleMania 37, and that was uh, f- that was fun. And uh, on Sunday, I watched WrestleMania 37 uh, <laughs> Part Two, Part Two, and uh, I went out with my uh, parents for uh, and my brother. It was nice to have my brother there to celebrate my birthday. We went to um, Toasteries in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I had breakfast, and uh, probably overate there, too. And then I had uh, Indian food at the Blue Taj, another wonderful restaurant in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I gotta say, it was an awesome birthday. Um, I gotta gotta thank all the people that uh, sent me birthday wishes on Facebook. Very nice of everyone. The people who uh, sent me goodwill wishes on uh, Instagram. That was nice. It was just um, wonderful things coming from uh, coming from so many people, and uh, I really appreciate it. And I just want to say thank you, thank you for giving me a, a wonderful birthday. Um, yeah, it was just a, a nice time with family. Um, I did some auditions, um, and uh, I got some parts, so that was nice. And uh, so things are moving along, uh, you know, quite splendidly. It's, I'm sorry, sometimes it's hard to come up with different words here because you're on the fly and you're thinking, but I just have to say it was an awesome birthday and I am so happy I got to spend it with my family and my brother, uh, Charlie. Uh, thank you for the birthday card uh, to my grandmother who is 101. Thank you for the birthday card. 
Thank you to everyone who sent uh, birthday wishes. Okay, now we'll get off my birthday and let's talk a little bit about some of the books I read this week. Um, I started doing Jim Quick's uh, speed reading uh, course, and I gotta say, I've learned a lot uh, that I didn't know about from uh, reading the other books, and uh, it's actually helped improve things. So I would recommend Jim Quick's um, speed reading. Um, the book I've been reading this week has been uh, Madeline La Ingle's A Wrinkle in Time, and it's an interesting book. It's very well written. Um, I haven't finished it yet, quite finished it yet, but it's um, a very interesting book about, you know, just, uh, you know, it, it goes into a lot of things that I didn't expect it to go into. I'll probably do a full review on that later, so I don't really want to go too in-depth about it. But, um, yeah, it just kind of goes into uh, a, a lot of stuff about, you know, metaphysical things that I wasn't expecting. Um, as you know, I'm a big metaphysical person. Um, I believe in so many different things. Um, but, yes, this is um, an interesting book. Uh, the other book I read this week was, and I'm going to read the full title because I can't remember it. Let's see. The full title is The Course in Miracles Experiment, A Starter Kit for Rewiring Your Mind and Therefore the World by Pam Grout. Now, I love all of Pam Grout's books. Um, e -M, uh, yes, uh, E Cubed, I've read. Uh, e Squared, Think and Grow Rich, A 30-Day Experiment. I just love her books. I love the way she writes. She simplifies very complex things that you just wouldn't think could be explained in such um, layman's terms. So that's what I have for that. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about one of the birthday presents my brother got me. So stay tuned. So my brother got me a gift. He got me the film Shin Godzilla, which Shin stands for new in uh, Japan. And um, it's a really interesting um, film. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Um, it was funny when we bought the movie, he bought me the English translation and we're, you know, were pretty, you know, uh, purist, so we wanted to listen to the original track. So then I ended up renting the Japanese version so that we could listen to, um, so we'd have the subtitles. And this is a really interesting film. Um, it's directed by, I'm going to butcher these names, I have no idea how to pronounce these names, but I'm going to do my best. Hindeki Ano and Shinji Higuchi pretty sure that's uh, that, that's who directed it and it's starring Hiroki Hagahisagwa, Yutaka Takanuchi, and Satomi Ishihara. And uh, the music is done by Shiro Sagishu. Now the director has done, um, actually he comes from anime. And he did uh, the anime series Neon Genesis Evangelion. 
which is a great um, anime. If you're into anime, this is uh, one to uh, watch. Um, he's also the also the other director, um, Attack on Titan, Neon. Yes, yeah, so they were they're like a team, but uh, yeah, superb directing. You know, for somebody who comes from anime, they really. To me, this was what Godzilla 2014 needed to do, where they took the idea of this natural disaster and them having no idea what it is and then finding out that it's this monster. And, you know, you're really watching a lot of boardrooms and, you know, seeing how the president and the prime minister would deal with it. And they're even like, we need to get the U.S. involved. And how do we deal with that? So it looks at Godzilla as if it was a realistic take, as if it was happening in today's time. The movie came out in 2016, but to me it's one of the best um, reboots for um, Godzilla that you know I, I think they could have done. Um, apparently they have to have a certain amount of uh, time in between, but, but um, I think they should do a sequel to this, because this is... Um, a I like the realistic take on it. And when we actually see Godzilla do damage, they just make it look like, unfortunately, like hell on earth. I mean, he, you know, shoots out the beam, and then we see the fire just engulf everything. And it just, this, this, um, monster, Godzilla, or Gojira, as is pronounced in Japan is um like an act of god you know he comes from you know so sometimes they they used him as um he was symbolic of um the nuclear bomb the original godzilla it was a lot like that of you know awakening this uh this horror that mankind has awakened um and and this one he is very much an animal you know, there's no, like, communicating with him. But it's really interesting the way they do it because they play it on a realistic level. And the acting is really good. I, I thought some of the acting was better than uh, Kong versus Godzilla and, or Godzilla versus Kong, which I talked about last week. And uh, I'm very impressed. I think this is one of the best, um, the best takes on Godzilla I've seen. Because Godzilla can be, you know, it, it can be hard to, to do this. And, you know, the approach of this, like, a real-world event. Like, you know, it's like, oh, there's all these natural disasters. Like, how do we deal with it? And, you know, you know, very interesting, um, interesting take. Um, Shiro Sagisu, um, I'm pretty much probably butchering that name. He has done um, a lot of great scores. Uh, he did Neon Genesis Evangelion. He did Bleach. He's done Black Bullet. Um, Shin Ultraman, which is supposed to come out in 2021. Uh, which would also, I guess, stand for New Ultraman. Uh, I won't bore you in the details on Ultraman. He's another character from the Japan uh, lore. Uh, but... I really liked Shin Godzilla. I thought it was just impressive, and the way they um, they filmed him and the size and just uh, 
this mass monster and there's no monster he's fighting. It's not like he's fighting Mothra or this, which they kind of threw in with 2014 and King of the Monsters, Godzilla King of the Monsters that came out in 2019. They, you know, the human characters actually seemed like human people. Um, and you kind of cared about them, which is very hard to do in these movies. So I was very impressed. Um, if you get a chance to watch Shin Godzilla, I recommend watching it. If you want something that is almost like a successor to the original Gojira Godzilla, this is the film to watch. And um, very impressed. And I can't recommend it enough. And uh, yeah, check it out. If you want a realistic Godzilla, this is it. 2014 tried. It did not succeed. This succeeded. This is good. It's not that long. It's a two-hour film. Perfect length. Perfect uh, way to tell a story. Watch it. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, I forgot to mention spoilers in the uh, opening uh, with... uh, with the thing, although I wouldn't consider Shin Godzilla those uh, spoilers because I didn't really go into specific plot details or anything like that. I mentioned very vague things. It was very brief, so there's no spoilers in uh, Shin Godzilla. But with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, there will be spoilers. So that's your warning. Uh, but first, let me just talk a little bit about it. It's a really good episode. Really well thought out. Really pulls the story through. I think I say that every week, but I don't know what else to say. It's really good. So, that's your warning. Spoilers. Now I'm going into spoilers. Okay. So, let's talk a little bit about this episode. Because this was an interesting episode. And the way it ends with the fake Captain America or the new Captain America, Shin Captain America, taking the shield and killing one of the the groups that they're going after in front of everybody while they're filming him with the shield in cold blood. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. It really showcases um, where this story is going to go. They're going into a dark place. Um, I, I love Daniel Brühl's uh, Zemo. Uh, he just really inhabits that character. <laughs> and he's so good at playing the line of, is he good? Is he bad? We don't know. Um, in this one, you know, we were left off with the Wakanda. Well, the Wakandans came and, you know, they wanted Zemo. And, you know, they fought him and Zemo disappeared and they're trying to find him uh, the new Captain America finds them along with his friend they fight, they have a big battle uh, eventually though the new Captain America's friend is killed and that's what sets him off to kill this guy in cold blood and we kind of sense that the they show us kind of a flashback here that uh, Captain America the new Captain America has been injected with this super serum, uh, 
the super soldier serum and that has caused him to kind of um have problems and he doesn't know uh he's not quite sure of what they've put in him and it seems like he can't really take it and there's a line that um zemo says to him he says well there's only one steve rogers showing how pure he was and it's true there's only one pure person Remember, he could lift up Molyneux. No one else could, other than Thor. Because he's pure of heart. And they don't really have... This new Captain America is not pure of heart. Steve Rogers never would have killed somebody with the shield. No matter how bad it gets, he would never do that. So we've got that contrast. But the thing is, the whole world saw this now. Seeing this new Captain America do something in cold blood... How are they going to deal with it? That's what I'm very intrigued to find out. But, um, yeah, so Zemo is disappeared. I think they're going to try and find him, but we've got, you know, Captain America. And, and uh, you know, was it the bad girl uh, called um, Falcon's uh, sister and kind of threatened her in some ways. Um, and said she kind of wants to... Trust him. So all the characters in this are like shades of gray in some ways, except for like Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. They seem to be, you know, true. Uh, but, yeah, Captain America, bad. What are they? I don't know. Is Are they going to go down the, the dark Captain America storyline, which I assume that's kind of where we're going. I, I've got to imagine this ends with um, Falcon becoming the new Captain America, but I don't know. I don't know if that's where they're going yet. But this was such an intriguing episode, really well filmed. It doesn't feel like green screen. It harkens back to Captain America Winter Soldier, which to me is one of the best in the MCU and really raised the bar of what the MCU could be. And it's funny, I didn't even like the uh, Winter Soldier at first, and it grew on me, and now it's just, uh, wow. But this is, uh, I'm really enjoying this series, and uh, I can't wait for Loki. So when we come back, I'm going to talk a little politics. Politics. Matt Gates. Uh, I don't think it could get any worse for him. Um, he seems to think that by doing... Um, a little, uh, you know, thing for women's rights that that makes it all okay, but I don't see how that's going to happen. Uh, he said that, you know, it's great that he has the support of Marjorie Green, Donald Trump, and all this stuff, uh, but Donald Trump seems to want to completely distance himself from Matt Gates, who has been one of Donald Trump's uh, biggest supporters, so... Once again, another smack in the face for him. I kind of feel bad for him, but in some ways, it's kind of sad when I hear this stuff that, you know, he Venmoed girls, and I don't know how he survives this. I really don't, but this is the world where, you know, Donald Trump is president, so maybe he does survive it. I don't know. Uh, Donald Trump was back in the news. He uh, called out Mitch McConnell, not for the reasons that a lot of us would think, but uh, he seems to be wanting to keep his uh, name out there 
continue to control his power that he has over the Republican Party. Um, it looks like they found a woman who may be able to testify and may be the person who can send Donald Trump to jail for good, but we'll have to see. I don't know. Uh, Fauci was challenged on his mask uh, flip-flop, and I've got to say that show on um, on the uh, Peacock, I forget the name of the uh, journalist, uh, is really, you know, taking a lot of people to task. And, you know, he said that there was no evidence to show that masks actually worked, and I completely disagree with him because we had tons of evidence on there. He's trying to save face, but, you know, I thought that was a mistake, and, uh, you know, he's starting to roast for it, but who knows. Uh, Trump's Supreme Court, which I call Trump's Supreme Court, he's got, you know, how many people in it? You know, we got, what, six to three? Uh, they ruled that uh, California is allowed to do religious um, gatherings, which I think is a mistake, but you know what? That's what they want to do, so there you go. Uh, the other thing that happened is uh, we found out that Snoop Dogg and Charles Koch are teaming up to help legalize weed, which I've got to believe pot, marijuana, weed, whatever you want to call it, Mary Jane, will probably be deleted legalized, deleted, delete, delete, delete. That's a wrestling fan, uh, wrestling reference. Um, but we'll probably be legalized in, um, I think in another year or two, because now that, you know, the billionaires want it, that want it, uh, legalized, it's going to happen. They're going to do it, but not the reasons we want it. They want it so that they can tax and, you know, make money off of it. So it's kind of, uh, sad and, in that way, I mean, this will probably be the, the benefit of, you know, coke, the actual coke of, uh, of weed coming out and weed becoming uh, commercialized. But you know what? It has to happen sometimes. And I got to believe uh, Charles Coke and Snoop Dogg have all invested in companies that once they go, everything becomes legalized, all the states legalize it, they can really go to town with making money on this. So... I think that's where they're coming from. Um, the next thing that I thought was really interesting is there were a lot of polls that came out, and uh, what was it a certain percentage of people want The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, to run for president of the United States? And he actually issued something said, uh, "If the people want it, he'll do it." I don't know where I go on this. I, I don't think we need to bring celebrities into politics. We've seen what that did with Donald Trump. They don't know anything. They know nothing about policy. And they just know they're, you know, balls out, gung-ho, get it done kind of approach. And I don't know if that's the right approach for, um, for politics. I like The Rock, but I don't know where he lines up on policies. I watched him interview Biden and Kamala Harris, and they he didn't ask him any interesting policy questions. So I don't know where he lines up on policy. My gut is he's going to lean toward a, you know, a Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Biden type. I don't think he's going to be a huge progressive. I don't think he's going to be for Medicare for all. 
I don't know. He could be just president in name only. I think he would be a Democrat, but um, I think he's going to, you know, really lead himself into the uh, realm of moderate. If you look at a lot of his films and a lot of his interviews, a lot of it leads itself to moderate. I mean, he said MBS was okay. So I don't know where I lean on this. Some people want Oprah to run. I don't want these people to run. I want politicians, real politicians, politicians that are going to help people, not these career politicians who just get in office and just want to stay in office, people that actually want to make change. So um, maybe what, civil servants, public public servants? You know, I, I think some people you know don't like to call themselves politicians because of the name, uh, the stigma that comes with it, but... Yeah, so the world wants The Rock to be president. I, I just don't know. I don't think it's a good idea. I think Donald Trump was a warning. Let's not go down that route, but let's see. Maybe he will have good policies. If he has interesting policies and he's not really just another moderate corporate Democrat that we've got way too many of, I, yeah, I'll be interested to see if he's going to be more of like a Bernie Sanders type. That'll be interesting. If he's going to be like Kamala Harris and Biden and... These guys can just play at the moderate game and not do anything. Well, I don't know what to say. Uh, they, they're still not doing anything about the filibuster. There's not really any talk about reforming it, and they need to do that. And I don't know. They're not doing anything. One good thing that came out, and I'm not sure, because we have to see what the details are of this, is that uh, Afghanistan, they're going to... Uh, Biden says by September 11th, he's going to pull the troops from uh, Afghanistan. So that'll be interesting if he f uh, moves forward with that, or if it's just going to be some of the troops, and it's really not going to be that big of a deal. So we'll have to see where that goes. But my gut says that it's probably just going to be a certain amount that he's going to pull out. But I don't know. Maybe he will pull all of them out. The ball's in his court. I wish him the best of luck. I'm not like these people that want him to fail. I don't want him to fail, but I'm not going to just say that he's doing everything well when I don't see it well. So that's about it for politics. Um, yeah, it's kind of a quiet week in some ways, but some things are good. Uh, the George Floyd trial is um, looks like it's wrapping up, and yeah, it doesn't look good for the cops, but they keep trying to bring up uh, that he was under the influence. I'm sorry, I don't care if you're under the influence. doesn't give you the right to sit on him for nine minutes. That would kill anybody, and what we're finding out is that he, was die that he died of strangulation, and he died six minutes into it, or seven minutes into it. I don't think most people could live. Could I don't think anyone could handle that. Maybe Brock Lesnar could, you know candle nine minutes of somebody sitting on their neck but you can't kill people in custody so it's good that we're having this trial because maybe this will put um make people aware that the police need to be reformed not abolished reformed i don't know about defunded but you know maybe but it definitely needs to be reformed it needs to be reformed now but we shall see uh so i leave you with a quote live your best life I don't know if that comes from anything. I kind of just thought of it, and I liked it, and I said I'm going to say it. Um, if this comes from somebody, I give credit to them, whoever came up with it first. But um, I leave you with that. 
live your best life. And what it means is live life to the fullest. Get out there. Be happy. Do what you want to do. Don't live someone else's life. Live your life. I've talked about that many times, but I'm going to say it again. Live your life. And that's why I say live your best life. So I want to say thank you for listening, as always. Um, you can find me at my handle, at Justin Yants. Once again, I want to thank everyone for wishing me a happy birthday. And I will see you next time on the DMF. Thank you.